Welcome to True Paranormal, the podcast with your host, Leo Rizzuti. Each and every week, we will explore different aspects of the paranormal, share listener stories, and have in-depth discussions with investigators and scholars who have devoted their lives to understanding the unknown. Topics will include ghosts, poltergeists, EVPs, shadow people, psychic encounters, urban legends, cryptozoology, time shifts, mystery spots, haunted history, demons, and anything else from the world of the weird and unexplained. So grab a cup of coffee, dim the lights, sit back, and prepare for a short journey into the world of the true paranormal. guys, Leo Rizzuti here. Welcome to another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. I had a lot of fun the last week or so traveling seemingly all over the country. I went from um, Ohio to North Dakota to North Carolina and then back to Ohio. And I haven't done that much traveling in years, but it was a lot of fun. Got to hang out with, uh, with my best friend and interview some folks as you guys know if you listened to last week's episode we sat down with mike nesbitt and had a great conversation with him about his experiences in a haunted house and met with some other folks and you guys will hopefully be hearing about that at some point later on but for now we have got your guys's stories to catch up on you guys have been continually sending us stories and we really appreciate it and we thought we'd share a few of the best ones with you folks tonight. So let's go ahead and jump right into those. If you want to grab a seat, buckle up, and get ready for your stories. Our first story of the evening comes to us from Destiny, and she sent it to us, giving it the title, The Cold Touch. Okay, Destiny, let's see what you sent to us. It was not more than a year ago when I had experienced the most dreadful feeling of being touched by a ghost. Or at least, I feel like it was a ghost. Here is my story. It was late February, and the snow was just melting away. My little sister was spending the night with her friend, and my little brother was doing the same at my cousin's house. Therefore, I was living the life of an only child, which I was looking forward to, but which I never want to do ever again. I had just finished watching a rerun of Family Manners in our downstairs family room, and I was getting a little bit tired. So I turned off the TV and walked up to my room in the dark. When I turned on my light, it was as if I was revitalized again, so I started watching my own TV in my room. As I did so, I had closed my door and locked it. That way, I could change into my pajamas in peace. I lay in my bed, watched a couple of movies, and finally I had felt tired like before. I checked my room again. I made sure the window and the door was locked, 
and that my closet was closed so that the cat wouldn't get into it again. I turned the TV off, but I couldn't fall asleep for some reason, so I started to count sheep. After a few moments, I heard someone walking on the stairs. At first, I thought it was my mom or dad who happened to be in their room across the hall, fast asleep. I looked at the crack of my door, and there was no light on. I heard the steps go up the stairs, and then down the stairs, then up again. It continued for a few minutes. It went down the stairs, then started slowly coming back up. I coughed, and I heard it run up the stairs extra fast. I then heard my doorknob moving as if someone was trying to get in. Now let me tell you, if it was my mom or dad, they would have already been yelling at me for locking the door. But I didn't hear any yelling, just constant breathing and huffing to get through the door. It suddenly stopped. A few seconds later, I heard the door unlock. I then thought to myself, wait, there's no key to my room, and as a matter of fact, there is no keyhole to the knob. The door suddenly flew open and hit the back wall. I ducked under my blankets and started pinching myself, because for a moment, I thought I was in a terrible dream. But I wasn't. I held my breath and tried to be quiet and still. I then heard whatever it was walk slowly into my room and stand right beside my bed. Then it touched me. Both cold hands were on my back, freezing cold hands. As soon as I felt that, I screamed out, Papa, 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 please help me, Papa, Papa. After that, I heard everything as if time had gone backwards. Whatever it was walked out, closed the door, locked it, rattled the knob, walked up and down the stairs, and then was gone. A few seconds later, my mom and dad were in my room, asking me what was the matter. Amazingly, no one believes me. My mom and dad said that they didn't hear a thing, and no one else was there with me. But I know what I heard and what I experienced. To me, it was all true. Wow, Destiny, that is a really creepy story. And my only real thought on that is that I kind of, in those circumstances, hope that it was a ghost or maybe uh, some sort of pre-dream or something like that. Because the alternative to that would be that someone was actually in your house and had come into your room and was trying to uh, get to you in some manner. So I really, really, for your sake, hope that it was actually a ghost. Not that I would wish for you to have the experience of being touched by a ghost, which I have had happen to me and pretty much exactly what you describe. It feels like really cold hands, but... The alternative is so much worse than uh, it being a ghost that I kind of hope that it leans in that direction. As far as at the end of your experience, you actually hearing it kind of sound like the 
episode reversed or time went backwards. That is a very unique experience, which I've never actually had anybody tell me about before. That's pretty interesting. And I'd be curious to know whether it actually sounded like everything was going backwards or did it just repeat its actions in reverse order? Um, not really clear in your story which one of that it was, but at any rate, that is a really cool story, and I do appreciate you sending that to us. Thanks a lot. Okay, our next story is titled, Go Away by Patrick. Okay, let's see what Patrick has sent to us. I have a few stories to tell about the house that I grew up in. The first thing that I can remember happening was one day I was lying in bed with my hands under my pillow when I felt a cold hand pet the top of my head. I started screaming because I was just nine or ten years old. My mom ran in and said, honey, what's wrong? I told her that I felt something pat my head and she said, don't worry, I'm right here. She left the door open, left the room and I said, go away. The next morning I got up and the door was closed. Thinking my mom closed it, I went to open it and it wouldn't open. I used a little more force, but it still wouldn't open. So then I used two hands and tugged as hard as I could, but still nothing. I let go and stepped back from it and it just swung open on its own. I ran to the kitchen and asked my mom if she closed the door last night, and she said no. I didn't tell her about what had also just happened. A few days later, I was lying on the couch trying to take a nap. I had just turned towards the hallway when two blobs suddenly floated from my room to my mom's room. I started to cry because this was just after the first episode. My mom came over and asked what was wrong and said that I looked really scared. I pointed towards the hallway and said, two things just floated by my room into yours. She said that it was nothing and just my imagination. I think my mom knew that our house was haunted, but just didn't want to scare me. Over the years, she simply chalked things up to our imagination or the typical sounds of an old house. But that didn't stop things from happening. More recently, we've had other types of activity. This might sound weird, but things usually happen mostly in the bathroom. Sometimes when I'm in there, I can hear people whisper my or even my cousin's name or say things like, hey, what's up? I get really scared when this happens, but they still talk to this day. Once in a while, I'll hear footsteps on the part of the roof that I can see. Sometimes it will happen in my room. When I look, there is never anyone there, even when other people hear the same noises. If it's not a ghost, then I have no idea what else it could be. The last incident happened just a few months ago. One day I was playing basketball when the ball hit the base of the hoop. It started going down a hill and I went to get it. 
I grabbed the ball at the bottom of the hill and looked up. There was a shadow figure standing there, leaning against a nearby tree, and there seemed to be something on its head. It was near sundown, so I grabbed my ball and ran. The next day, I asked my neighbor if he knew what it was, and he said that he used to see Indians walking around the woods a long time ago, and also, deep in the woods, a house had burned down, and the two people that lived in it died in the fire. After that, he never would tell me any more about it. Well, tell me what you think it was. Wow, Patrick, that's a really, really cool story, man. Um, what do I think it was? Well, obviously, I think that you have something paranormal going on in your house, uh, whether it goes to you being touched or, as you say, you hear footsteps, you hear voices, you see apparitions, whether they be orbs or blobs or whatever, going from one room to another, all of that tells me you've got something funky going on in your house, man. Um, Not sure why your mom won't admit it. Maybe she thinks that if she admits it, that folks will get scared, or maybe she's just kind of in denial. You know, a lot of people live in haunted houses, and they will try to rationalize things away every single chance that they get, simply because their mind can't wrap around the fact that there is paranormal activity going on around them, whether it goes back to a belief system or whether it goes back to them just being scared of that possibility. Not really sure with your mom, though, so uh, that would probably be a conversation you would have to have with her. It does sound like you had some kind of a uh, apparition attached to possibly the property itself, whether it's Uh, Indian apparitions, or like you said, your neighbor said the folks died in the house fire a while back. Could be something tied to that. I would think it would probably lean more towards the Indians that your neighbor said that he used to see on the property. Chances are that there was something going on there a long time before your guys' house was built. Don't know that that would necessarily link it just to your house in that case. So, That would explain why you would see something leaning up against a tree or possibly hear things on your roof instead of actually inside of the house. So it sounds like you got a lot of stuff going on there, and I would just try to document it as closely as you possibly could, and maybe one day your mom will come around and admit that, oh yeah, there's something going on here. In the meantime, Patrick, I really appreciate you sending your story. It was awesome. Thanks, buddy. Okay, our next story that we have, I got to tell you guys, when I read it the first time, it was one of the most bizarre apparition stories that I've personally ever come across. But it's a great story, so we're going to share it with you guys. It comes to us from a listener named Matthew, and he has titled it The Crippled Old Lady. Okay, guys, here is The Crippled Old Lady by Matthew. This story took place on my grandmother's house, where I had my summer vacation. I love spending time there because there's a lot that a person can do inside and outside of her house. She has a big pool, a big flat screen TV, tennis and basketball courts, and all the amenities you could think of that should be found in your modern home. 
That is why the 1980s looking cabinet she had on the living room seemed a bit off or out of place. So I asked my grandmother where she got the cabinet and if it was new. She made a joke about it and told me, it's from the 1980s, dear. I doubt that it's new. With a smile on her face, she told me that she just passed by an antique shop a few weeks ago when the cabinet caught her eyes. She thought that it was pretty, so she brought it and brought it home. I was having the time of my life, and everything was great. I had two weeks vacation time, and I was only on my third day. Everything was okay, except for the loud thuds that kept me awake at night. I didn't pay much attention to it, though, because when I asked what it was, it turned out that some men were working on some renovations to the house next door. They were on a tight schedule, so some of the men worked even late at night. And even though the sound seemed different, I just took their word for it. I didn't want to ruin my time thinking that there were ghosts in the house. One evening, I was watching a late night movie when I heard the loud thuds again. This time, it seemed as if they were coming from inside of the house. I was worried thinking it might be someone trying to break in, so I followed the sound to have a look. The sound seemed to be coming from the other living room. The weird thing was that as I got closer to the sound, I could also hear some screeching and scratching sounds after the thuds. What I saw next was the most horrifying thing I have ever seen. No amount of scary movies or Hollywood effects could have prepared me for what I saw that night. What I saw was an old lady apparently covered with blood. I was frozen to the spot, unable to move for a few seconds. What I thought were the loud thuds of footsteps turned out to be her hands banging on the floor. The scratching sounds were from her long nails as I watched her dragging herself across the room. She seemed to be crippled and couldn't walk. It also seemed as if some of her bones were out of place because some of her body parts were deformed. She was crying out for help. Most scarily, she had no eyes and a blue, eerie light seemed to be coming from the back of her head that lit her empty eye sockets. I quickly got over my shock and ran to the maid's quarters given the fact that it was closer to where my grandmother's room was located. I woke everyone up and told them what I saw. When we came back, the floor was spotlessly clean and nothing was there. The next day, I convinced my grandmother to return the old cabinet to the store. Upon returning the cabinet, my grandmother asked who was the previous owner. It turned out that an old woman used to own the cabinet. One day, she just disappeared. Some say she went back to the States without anyone knowing. Some say she was brutally murdered. And some say she was beaten to death and was stashed somewhere. But no one actually knows what became of her 
No evidence was located and no body was found as well, said the vendor. Neither my grandmother nor I said a word. We were just speechless and couldn't figure out what to do. We just left the cabinet there and went back home. The strange thing about the story of the old lady was that no one ever even bothered to investigate on her case to find out the truth. Her family just tried to make some money out of her belongings and that was it. But the weirdest part of all is that the people who I tell the story to sometimes claim that they later see an old woman in their homes asking for help, crying out, curled up inside of their own cabinets. Okay, Matthew, that is a really creepy story, and it gets creepier every time I read it. I get goosebumps when he's describing the way the old lady looked, and it really struck me as one of the few cases where I've actually heard of someone seeing an apparition in the act of making the noises that they report hearing. Um, Normally, you will see an apparition and there's no noises present, or you will hear noises and you'll not see anything. But this is a rare time that I might have heard of once or twice in my life, but none of them in modern times, where you actually see the apparition making the noise, which is really cool and horrifying at the same time. And then, of course, Matthew throws in a little zinger at the end where he tells us that, oh, by the way, you just heard this story, and folks that hear this story sometimes see this old lady in their house, which I'm certainly not looking forward to seeing any old ladies in my house. But I will be checking every cabinet when we're done with the show. And if you guys actually happen to see anything, let us know because I would be very interested to find out if that actually happens to any one of y'all out there. Hopefully it won't, but if it does, definitely shoot us a message and let us know about it. In the meantime, thanks a lot, Matthew. We appreciate you sending us that story. It was incredible. Okay, the last story that we have for you guys tonight is sent to us by Karen, and she has titled it, The House in Cyprus. Okay, Karen, let's see what The House in Cyprus is all about. When I was in the fourth grade, my family moved into a house in Cyprus, California. On the outside, it looked like any other on the block, but on the inside, it was anything but normal. The layout of the upstairs had been changed by the previous owner and went from a four-bedroom to one large open loft. But there was something else in the house that, for the longest time, only us kids encountered. On the first day as we moved in, we watched as a spice rack that was at the back of the counter slid on its own accord across the tiled counter and over the lip at the end of it it crashed to the floor. Our parents didn't believe us when we told them. They just thought that one of us had done it ourselves. But as the weeks went by, things continued. 
the clock in the kitchen would periodically jump off the wall and land against the refrigerator nearly three feet away, never once hitting the ground. The TV and stereo would turn on by themselves, tuned to a station with nothing but static. Three or four times a week, we would hear scratching noises on the east side of the house, and there were no bushes or trees on that side. My little sister and I would even every once in a while hear someone moving around in the upstairs closet when no one else was up there. My parents, however, thought this was all just our imagination, until one night. My sister Kina and I, along with two other of my sisters, were up in her part of the loft one night, which was on the east side of the house, watching TV. We started to hear music from some music boxes on the other side of the loft where my other two sisters' beds were. They decided to go and see what was going on with them, and as soon as they turned the corner by the stairs, it happened. From outside Kina's window, a voice called out to her in a scratchy whisper. It called her name over and over. By the time it called her name the third time, I was already headed down the stairs, followed by my other two sisters. They were running, and as they got to the music boxes, it stopped playing. We ran to our dad, and after telling him what happened, he decided to go and check it out. We followed him up the stairs to the window, all of us moving in one group. You could have heard a pin drop in the silence that followed him opening the curtains. On the window were two smeared handprints on the outside, and hanging from the beam of the roof was a noose. My dad thought someone had tried to break in and called the police. After they arrived and checked the house and the surrounding property, they found nothing. They told my dad that no one could have gotten to that side of the house from the outside, only from the inside was it possible. That's when they informed my dad of what had occurred at the house years before. It seemed that the owners, prior to the one that we got the house from, had a teenage daughter. One day, they had come home early and discovered her body swinging from a noose from that very window. And on the outside of the window was two smeared handprints. That's all my dad needed to hear. We moved out that week, realizing that for some reason, she was still there and didn't want any other children in that house. From time to time, I go by that house in Cyprus and always get the feeling that something is watching me. But to this day, when I hear something outside the window, I hesitate to look in fear of what may be looking back. Wow, Karen, that is a creepy, creepy, creepy story. And I cannot possibly blame your dad for after that happening, him saying, we're getting the heck out of Dodge and good luck with this house. <laughs> I can't imagine what would be scarier than opening the curtains to a window and seeing a noose in front of you and a couple of handprints on the outside of the windows. Now, 
there is always the possibility that someone was somehow trying to prank you guys or trying to get you guys to move or whatever and actually pulled off a kind of a, I hate to say a practical joke because there's nothing funny about it, but pulled off something like that just to get to you folks. But that doesn't explain the other things that you had experienced, like the spice rack that moved on its own or the clock that would launch itself off of the wall and hit the refrigerator or the TV and the radio coming on by themselves, things like that. That is very typical haunting activity. And you mentioned that it was you and your sisters. And a lot of times we do see poltergeist activity, such as what you described, that centers around younger, especially adolescent-aged girls. So I'm wondering if there was an element of that involved along with the normal haunting stuff. It would be very interesting to find out from you if you guys had any activity in the next home that you lived in, or if it was just secluded to that one house in Cyprus. If you could let us know, I would be very interested in finding out about that. But in the meantime, I really appreciate you sending us your story. That was incredible. Thanks a lot, Karen. Well, guys, that is going to do it for this week's episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. I would like to thank Karen and Matthew and Patrick and Destiny for sending in your guys' stories. Y'all are absolute rock stars. And if you would like to be a rock star and have your story or experience shared on our broadcast, simply email it to us at trueparanormalpodcast at gmail.com. That's trueparanormalpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you are on Facebook, check us out at True Paranormal dash the podcast and hit that like button and send us either a message or an email and let us know what you've experienced we would love to share your stories with the world on one of our future broadcasts also if you are listening to us on itunes be sure to give us a rating and a review and make sure you subscribe so that you not only can listen to all of our archived episodes that we have there but also so that you get every episode as they come out Additionally, if you're listening to us on any other platforms, or if you have an instance like we had this week where you're trying to find True Paranormal, the podcast, on whatever platform you're trying to listen to us on, and you're not able to find us, just shoot us a message on Facebook, or check us out on Twitter at True Paranormal, the podcast, and shoot us a message there, and we will do whatever we can to get on that platform. I found out this week, apparently, we were not on Google Play, which kind of surprised me but at any rate we're on there now so good stuff for that in the meantime i would like to thank you guys for listening this week and every week for that matter be sure to join us again next week for another episode of true paranormal the podcast